You're listening to the Nashville Rocks Podcast. Your source for independent music in Nashville and the Mid-South. Nashville Now, your host, Jason Coleman. Hey, Nashville Rockers. I'm Jason Coleman, your host for the eighth episode of the Nashville Rocks podcast. My guest today hails from California, but recently played right here in Nashville, and we'll get to talk about that later in the show. That being said, if you want more info about the artists on the podcast and other artists on the website, make sure to check out NashvilleRocks.com for more. If you're a band or artist without a website or without a music video, make sure to hit me up by emailing info at NashvilleRocks.com and just ask about either of those two offerings and I'll get back to you. Every artist needs a website of their own and a music video is the top way to promote your music and your live shows. The Nashville Rocks podcast is centered around independent musicians, bands, songwriters, artists, and music business types of all kinds. I interview these folks to shed light on ways to make the music business easier for independents. It's also an entertainment show. We'll have great guests and great music, so if you're a music fan, this show is for you. This week's guest on the Nashville Rocks podcast is Tori Mercer. Tori is an energetic artist with a passion for humanitarian work and anti-bullying campaigns. She has sang the national anthem for the San Diego Chargers, performed at legendary venues like Whiskey A Go-Go and House of Blues. She's won Best Pop Song from the Indie Music Channel and was the Best Teen Artist in the Artists in Music Awards and has an award as a Peacemaker of the Year. How's that for you? Please welcome the energetic firecracker, Tori Mercer. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I'm glad you're here too. I uh, this is the uh, the first podcast of 2015, and I'm excited to get it rolling. And uh, sounds like we've got a good cast of characters coming down the pipe. And Great. I'm sure the folks that actually do listen to this podcast are like, "Where has where have you been? Where is your last podcast? <laughs> it was back in like December or something." So, yes, I've gotten off my tush and I've gotten some things booked and. Um, Thank you for being here. Yeah, you are from. I'm from San Diego, California. Yes, and why would a San Diegan, if that's how you say it, uh, be on the Nashville Rocks podcast? Well, I, <laughs> I mean, I've been here this whole week, and I performed a couple places this week, which is was yes. very fun. And I, where, where did you you uh, performed out in Hendersonville? Yes, I performed in Hendersonville at Barefoot Charlie's, and then I performed actually at the Bluebird Cafe open mic, so that was very cool. Yeah, so so tell me, I, I have not even heard of Barefoot Charlie's until I well, me neither. <laughs> got, yeah, got to working with Michelle, so awesome. tell me a little bit about Barefoot Charlie's. I've not been sure, out there. Sure, yeah. It is a... My, it's a Caribbean Mediterranean kind of feel, um, okay. and it's a bar and restaurant, so there it is family friendly nice. and all ages. But they do is have a like, bar is there. Is it right on the lake or close to it's the a, lake? It's or? a little bit away from the lake, but it's it's really close. It's okay. I mean, it might as well be on the lake. <laughs> right, <laughs> but, and that's Old Hickory Lake for those who know the area. Oh yes, there there you go. And they have a great porch outside for when the weather is really warm. And when I was performing, it actually was earlier. I mean, last week it was gorgeous right, weather. It was. Was, wasn't it it definitely was so it was it was cool to everyone was on the porch and hanging out and we were just kind of in a little nook in the corner and we had our acoustic set there and it was nice. very fun so um you are not the traditional country artist that comes to nashville to play country 
I am not. That's correct. Tell us a little bit about your styles for those who don't know who you are. Definitely. I am, first and foremost, I would say I'm a pop artist, but I have, I come from a lot of bluesy background and even a little bit of a rock influence. And so I, in my music, I hybrid some soulful bluesy elements and sounds with a killer guitar and um, it becomes this more authentic pop sound that has real instruments behind it and it's more of this full experience that's what I like to do I mean because a lot of LA there's a lot of new wave LA people right. who are just, it's very synth and right. um, and I actually work with a producer who does a lot of that stuff and right. he I mean I've told him from the beginning that that's not me that's not who I am I want to be authentic and to have real instruments in there and for it to be something that can be presented live. And so I love that Nashville is really authentic in that sense. Even if I'm not country, I really appreciate that a lot of Nashville is that way. And I feel like LA is, I mean, they are, don't get me wrong. I love LA for what it is, but, um, I think definitely that's something I appreciate about Nashville is I feel like it's more common out here. So what uh, is uh, Barefoot Charlie's the only place that you've played here in Nashville? So far. So far. So and, far. and the Bluebird. And the Bluebird, yes, because right. this is my first week out here. So. Right. So and you've been playing in L.A. a lot. Yes. What, LA what are and your San favorite? Diego. What are your favorite places to play out there? Well, in LA, I've done the Whiskey Go Go, which is very was very. Now, cool do you really experience. dig the Go Go, or is it just the? It's one of those places you have to play. I mean, I like it. I think it's it can be kind of intense. Sometimes depends on who's there. Right. Um, but it's it's a cool place to play. And then I've done a couple of others that are similar to the Whiskey. A lot of it. It really just depends on the crowd, and I've really I've done the whiskey mostly through other events. So the event that I was at had a lot of other music supporters and music other musicians there, and so because of that, it was a positive environment. So I really liked my experience with the whiskey, but I could also see it being really hardcore. It just depends, and sometimes you know that's perfect for some artists if they're a hardcore musician. Like cool. What about what about San Diego? San Diego. See, I'm actually from San Diego, so I play there a bit more often as of right now. I still am in L.A., but um, San Diego, I love the House of Blues there. I'm there a lot. I'm actually this April 14th. I'm going to be at the San Diego House of Blues when I go home. But, yeah, there's the House of Blues. There's... I've actually played on the San Diego State campus a few times in nice. in some of their performance venues there, and it's actually a really great way. Performing with colleges is awesome because... I'm actually college age, and so being able to perform for people who are my age is really cool. And there's a ton of venues in San Diego, though, that are really cool. And a bunch of frat boys jumping off the stage (laughs) when they drink a little bit too much. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell us uh, a little bit more about the bluebird because you said you went in on a writer's night. And we've discussed that here on the podcast several times because it's – it is a Nashville staple. I mean, no it matter is. what genre of music you're in, if you That's come true. to Nashville as a musician, the Bluebird's got to be on your map. So tell us what your experience there was with the Writer's Night. Yes, definitely. I I really loved it, honestly. I thought it was, I mean, just like as a whole, I thought it was a really amazing opportunity for independent artists. I think it's really rare that you get 
everybody in the room so focused on your writing and your music as an independent artist that does not happen very often right. because a lot of venues especially for up and comings or for independent artists most of the time they'll just ask you to play covers especially a lot of bars mm-hmm. because that's what the customers want to hear and sure. it's all about making they, the revenue and that totally right. makes sense right but it just means that a lot of the time our original music does not go as noticed or appreciated. And one thing I loved about it was that they really do appreciate your music, your writing. Mm -hmm. And um, it is a crazy experience. There were about 60 or 70 artists lined up up for about an hour before they actually... And and I said writer's night. What I meant was open open mic mic. night. Yes, Yes. it was the open mic. Um, And so there were... It was crazy because there were like 60... There were 60 or 70 artists who were there and they picked... I think there were 36 who performed total that night. And I think they actually drew 38 names, so two people didn't get to play. But if you do not get to play, one thing they do that I like is they will give you, they will take your name card that they give you and they stamp it. So the next time you come back, if you bring that same you card back, you're the front of the line. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, that's, I mean, they're very good and they're very considerate. So it's, that's really nice in that that's sense. That's good. So what about the experience once you got inside? Now, that's the experience of getting the getting ability to get into the right and perform See that? That's on an crazy. open mic night now because, what's next right no definitely do, do they give you a number like at a restaurant and i mean now playing number 23 kind of i mean they they basically put all of the artist names into a hat and draw them out in a certain order okay and then those artists are given a number and at the very beginning so, of the night so they the, read it off so the venue is all artists when you're going in on an open mic night Yes and no. There are some people, because it is very famous, there's some people who are just there to listen to some good music, and they come on the open mic nights. So what is it, just, about 100? I've never been in there. What is it, about 150 they seat Or they seat like 85. 85, actually. so smaller than I thought. So it's okay. smaller, and um, usually, from what I understand, there's quite a few people who will just group around outside because they have an outside mic system and there's a glass window. And a lot of the time, there's some artists who don't actually get in, but they're on the list, so they let them in to do their song, and then they leave okay and so there's i mean when we were there even though there were 85 people sitting in there there were still people grouped around outside gotcha so so then they call your name you get to go up and perform are is there a limit or is there one song it was one song one song one song yep online they actually say eight minutes but when i was there it was one song so i think it it also depends on the demand because i think so well you had a massive line of people trying to get i think it's also because it's a lot of people spring break there's some out-of-towners and there was really good weather earlier so people were like i'll wait in line with this weather right (laughs) you know so if it's snowing out i'm sure they get less and so that's when maybe people can do two songs right so it just depends on when you go okay okay i think so you played which song did you play i actually did my song looking glass okay Mm-hmm. Which we're not going to hear, folks. I know. We're not going to hear tonight, but, but that's okay. My, this is it's on my SoundCloud. This is this is stuff that's newer, right? That yes. you played. Okay. Yes. And what did you? What kind of feedback did you get on it? I got some artists approaching me saying they really liked it. Um, I chose it because it's one of my more lyrically deep and and more intense songs, and gotcha. so I just after seeing the vibe and how much everyone really was about the lyrics there, I wanted to give them some of that right exactly and so yeah i did get some good positive feedback from some other artists and just listeners in general so then when you're when you're finished uh is there mingle time or no it's just the next writer and the next next writer writer. writer. so that's and they do they keep you quiet i've heard that they they keep you quiet there people are not allowed to talk right so that's one thing that i mean 
just because obviously if you're the first artist of the night and then people are sitting there watching 35 more people sing, it's possible that they will not remember you by the end. And so by the time people are mingling, it's like, oh, well, you were 35 so do they people have, ago. Do they have you know? sets of a certain number of writers and then a break or how does that work? Like if you go I mean, there just to no listen break. to music, you have to sit there just, and be quiet the entire time. Pretty much. And then there's people who will sometimes <clears throat> they'll be there for one particular artist and then their artist performs and they leave and then, and they, then they let someone else in. Right. So that there's like that overlay in the sense. And that's something they tell you also, if you don't get in to sit, get seated, they say wait around. And if you wait in the line outside, somebody will come some out. Some people will come out and you can go in, you know, I so. got you. right. So there is some switching, but yes, you were required to stay quiet. That's okay. the rule. Well, speaking of music, let's go ahead and take a listen to a track. Great. You brought several tracks for us, and uh, we appreciate that. Yes. She's going to share some tunes with you uh, if you don't know who Tori Mercer is. But this, uh, this next track is called I Believe in Me. at the end of my rope holding on for one more day I couldn't see my way clear looked like my dreams had washed away cause I had given up hope but I had one last chance and I couldn't see the future for what was in my past. Then a voice cried out. I know I heard the call. Said, trust, have faith. Your time has come. Now I believe in me. It's taking time to build me up. But it's my will that keeps me strong. that I would never win too many odds against me an uphill battle in a strong wind I'll never make it never get in I'm thinking how it's gonna work my back against the wall forgot who Time to fly 
All right, and we are back with Tori Mercer from San Diego, and that was I Believe in Me. Tell us a little bit about that song and how it came about. Yes, definitely. So the song itself is an inspirational message, inspirational content, and it was a very cool project to work on. We actually did a music video for that one as well. And really... Is that the, do you get it on YouTube? Yes, or, okay. it's on Vivo, actually. So okay. it is there. And um, really the concept for that song was I... I've, I'm actually a motivational speaker and I do a lot of anti-bullying campaigns. I'm a bit of an activist in that sense. And I really wanted to write a song based on my own struggles with self-esteem from the past and coming forward and learning to believe in myself to inspire other young people to be able to do the same thing. And I use it a lot with my motivational speaking as well. So that's what that one is about, definitely. That's great. You know, I, I guess I've been lucky as the Nashville Rocks podcast has gotten started here because I've been running into the best artists, artists awesome. who, who give back and are not afraid to talk about it and get out there and promote their charity and do so many things for the community. I've, I'm, I'm just kind of amazed that I've... That makes me happy to hear that other people are doing that. Too. Oh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. My very first guest on the show, Nathan Brumley. Yes, we'll mention him again. <laughs> uh, you know, he liked to write for songs of love and he, he writes songs for kids who are in hospitals and stuff. Awesome. And, Very cool. I mean, Very cool. And uh, uh, Alyssa JC is involved with a charity and I'm trying to think of what it is right now. Maybe it was Alzheimer's. Very uh, cool. She uh, has it set up to where you can give while you're at one of her shows. Amazing. Uh, so, you know, I'm actually in the process of starting my own company with all of this as well. So yeah. that's what it's going to be. Yep. It's going to be traveling all through schools and we're going to be doing assemblies on not only bullying, but it's going to be on diversity, kindness, giving back to your community and following career paths and important things that kids need to hear. And the whole goal is going to be to influence not only the students, but the teachers long term with curriculum and with talking to the teachers and training them so that they can all work together to change the environment of their school long that's term. great so that's what we're trying to do so yeah that's my little charity bit as well <laughs> you know it's so many musicians especially in nashville are day job musicians right and that does not mean that you are half a musician you know right. it, i know folks who have day jobs that are world class right and right. you know it that's it you could bump into somebody in nashville you could bump into 20 people and you don't even realize it in nashville and they're all gonna be about the same they're gonna have a day job they're gonna have some special project going on but they're fantastic musician oh, or totally. artist in their own right i believe that yeah it's it's crazy it's a, a wonderful town for that Definitely. i sound like i'm working for the mayor's office or something <laughs> i'm recruiting people to move to nashville don't yes. move to nashville we have enough people here <laughs> you know it's too awesome we don't want to bring the masses that's right, in, right? <laughs> that's right i had something negative to say but i'm not going to say it so <laughs> um you are a member of bmi yes which is a performing rights organization. Yes, it is. Why don't we talk about that just a little bit for, sure. say, you're an independent who's just getting started and you don't know what that means. What is a performing rights organization? What, How does BMI, being a member of BMI, how does that benefit you as an artist? Yes, well, one thing that, I mean, their primary purpose really is to 
protect the rights of artists in a way and it's a lot of copywriting and royalties and things like that and so they have databases of all of the writers on particular projects that goes from everyone from independent to major i've i spent a solid hour one time just looking up all my favorite artists that are top 40 everywhere not even just right. top 40 just go, going in the all BMI the way database in their in the bmi database and you see all their writers there and the whole thing and so it's a way for you to be able to have that documentation that this is my music i'm this writer and i'm writing so it's really for songwriters and it mm-hmm. protects your your material and um, so you can go to conferences, you can go to writers workshops and you can write with other people. And that's how you it's a great way for you to meet people to make music with and to co-write with. And it, it kind of is your, in a sense, uh, protection in that sense. It's like right. it's a way of copyright. But it's also music. a networking opportunity. And it's networking, it's also, right. Because yeah, right. you can meet all these other people who are under the organization. So it's Absolutely. very cool. And, and they have their own events and yep. those types of things where they bring in certain writers. And, yes, right. they do. And I honestly don't know too much about it. I mean, my degree was in the music business. And we studied all about performing rights organizations and Harry Fox and all that jazz. Right. But it's been a few years now. No, <laughs> and right. I'm sure a lot of things have changed. That's I the mean, reason it, I asked the question. No, definitely. And I mean, they just do events all over. I mean, I know they're doing one in Nashville right now. It's called Tin Pan South, I think. Oh yeah, and Tin Pan, it's yeah. Tin Pan, and they're everywhere. It's like all the major venues in Nashville this week or have people from BMI. It's right. all a BMI thing and they're all over. And so, I mean, BMI is always doing something. I feel like it's, it's rare that they're not, whether it's performing, it's a performance thing or it's writers workshops or, and the Nashville BMI from what I've heard has walk-ups. You can walk up and that you can nice. write with people and get information about the organization. But it's, it's also so, not a free thing either. You've got to pay to play basically. More, I mean, to be performing for them, yes, right. for sure. Right. But I mean, the walk-ups into learning about it and working with writers—that's not necessarily. I mean, that could be free. Gotcha. That's not like a high-budget thing, really. I mean, obviously, if you're working with some really, really big people, that might change things. But as far as just yeah, meeting I others, actually, <laughs> as far I as actually had others, the opportunity to get somebody really, really big on, oh, really? on the on the Very podcast. Cool. But uh, so many rights issues come up right. with this right, being right, right. independent and it oh, totally. being online 100%. and, you know, it became a nightmare. So needless to say, it didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't happen. Bummer. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Once you get to a certain, you know, part in your career, every interview, everything is like calculated and you have to have, it's a big process. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, uh, let's talk about our next track. Yes, um, because I think that ties in. At least the title does tie into your uh, business that you're building to go out and motivate kids. Yes, yeah, definitely. So, so uh, why don't we talk about it before we play it? This is "Be sure. Your Own Be Hero." Your own hero, cool. What, how did that come about? Was it necessarily a part of this uh, mission that I you? I mean, have? it sort of was in a sense. This is more of a kind of driving pop track has more of a, I guess, life to it. It's more upbeat in that sense. Gotcha. Um, but really it is based on this lesson. It's kind of based on something I talk to kids about in the sense that I have learned this is, applies to adults. It applies to kids, everything that in life, no one else is going to save you 
you have to save yourself from whatever you're struggling with, from any difficult situation, financial, anything like that. You are the one who is responsible for your own life. And if you make a mistake, it's on you. You are accountable. Personal responsibility? It's personal responsibility, no. kind of. I know, right? And so this whole thing is saying that you can basically be your own hero and be the person who makes your dreams come true. You are the person who's driving your life. So that's what it's about. back with Tori Mercer and that was Be Your Own Hero 
And it's I'm seeing an underlying theme in the songs. They're they're really positive. I try to be. How do you be so be. positive with all the kind of negative things going on out there? Well, I mean, I'm not going to lie. They, I have a couple songs that are coming on my EP that are, they have their negative side too. So those happen to be two of my very anthem-y songs. Are they, I was going to say, are they Are they the brooding? Uh... There's. I have one song that's pretty broody, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> but um, that's not actually released yet. So that will be, it's more of a, it's a much more personal song from actually, a speci- it's about a specific person in my life, specific nice. situation. So that's a very intimate kind of feel well, do you draw but, from that i mean you're obviously drawing your positive songs and your lifestyle of of going and speaking to kids and whatnot right. they definitely merge together they How, do they do what's your process of drawing from your personal experiences and getting it down in music i mean i think actually it's interesting because i think for a while i was almost hesitant to do that a lot of i'm almost i consider myself backwards from what other artists are for most artists that i meet they have no problem writing about their boyfriend or their crush or they or going out to party or these you know these things that are in their personal lives right. but then when it comes to the big inspirational message they're like where do i go what do i do i'm almost maybe it's just because i am a motivational speaker too but i for me just the i had the instinct to write <laughs> inspirational music before right. i looked inside of myself and was like oh i I actually have my own story and my own relationships and my own situations I've been in that maybe people will relate to. Now, mechanically, so. mechanically, how do you write? Are you a melody person first? Are you a lyrical person first? Do you write on guitar, piano? Do you? I mean, really, for me, it, it they both kind of come together and it, it really can depend sometimes on the song that I'm working on. Sometimes I, I mean, usually what it is is I have a concept for a song and I'll say, Oh, I want the song to be about this, have this kind of feel this and that. And then I go into a studio and I'm working with a producer and my favorite way actually to write musically is to work with a producer and have them build a track with me. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, I want these sounds. I want this overall feel. I want these instruments in it, etc., etc. Right. This is what I want. And and then we create like a bass scratch track. And then from there, I know the key. I know what we're doing, where we're going. And the melody and the lyrics really just flow out after that. And so that's my preferred way. I got you. So I can do a little piano stuff as well. But I prefer if I have the choice to be in the studio, actually hands on with the producer. Nice. So, so when who pairs you with your producers? Well, I mean, do you go out and find them yourself? It kind of starts that way because really that's the artist's role. I mean, sometimes, obviously, if you're working with artist development or if you're under a label, then they have those people for you. But as as an independent, that's definitely on on you to find those producers. Right. And you have to find ones that click with you. Like, I worked with a couple in the past that were just not really, they were not what I would say. You got to find the right person that can find you the right beats and the right melody lines that that are who believes what in want. what you are doing and right. who, uh, I mean, that's also part of it. And they are, are able to create the kind of music that you hear in your head and that you, you know, passionately are yeah. all about, you Absolutely. know, that's great. I, honestly, I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting that, but coming, really? coming from the LA scene and your music isn't really country. It's more, uh, you know, pop, but like you say, a, a full, experience of pop right uh, i don't know i mean it's, it's, it's funny because i know some i know quite a few people in la that write that way mm-hmm. maybe the studio thing is more of an la style because i know that i know my understanding is that 
the LA people have their way and the Nashville people have their way in, in a sense. But then again, you there's put, a lot of people. You can put a couple of here. country boys in a room with a guitar oh, and a yeah, song yeah, will yeah. get written. No, totally, <laughs> totally, totally. And like, I love writing that way as well. I just think, I don't know. I just, I have a brain that's very technical and right. I think like about the base of a track. And mm-hmm. like, I, I mean, when I'm listening to stuff on my iPod mm-hmm. uh, by other artists, I listen to the track behind them sometimes before I listen to the actual voice. Right. And it's just cause I don't, maybe in that sense, I have a, a brain of a producer without the skills because <laughs> right. I think that way. Yeah. So it's almost like I'm, I'm working on that, but they're actually doing all the technical and I bet, stuff. I, I bet in LA, you, it's almost like Nashville. You about trip over producer everywhere you go to. It's it's true. You do. And a lot of those producers are very new wave. Um, I mean, there's a lot of DJs in LA. There's right. a lot of stuff like that. And so finding as far as for pop music. Oh, yeah. There's a time. And electronic music is really making a resurgence uh, oh, yeah. right now as well. Definitely. And the throwback thing, too. Sure. Both. Yeah. A lot Both. of people cutting old 80s songs right now. Right. It's true. That's true. And the whole doo-wop thing. I mean, Megan Trainer, she's out of Nashville, right? She's like doo-wop, the mm-hmm. whole thing. Right. She's pretty cool. How about Lies and Lipstick? Lies and Lipstick. It's actually, okay, well, this is good. This is actually what we've been talking about kind of goes with the song. So it's perfect. Good. Um, this one is a bit sassier. It's um, It has a little bit of throwback element to it, but it's also definitely pop. And it is more of a personal song. It is about my... I grew up in Southern California, and in Southern California, there's... I mean, this is anywhere. It's not just a Southern California, but I feel like they're more concentrated there. There are people who are not going to be the most genuine. And there's a lot of women who I've seen tear each other down and tear me down because of their their insecurities basically and it's they're obsessed with their looks they're obsessed with these things that are so material and i just have noticed this and i've been hurt by these kinds of women before Mm -hmm. and so this is sort of my song about that experience like lashing out i mean and i'm not trying to lash out necessarily but it's just it's observations you know it's a little sassy but it's it's like observations and it's kind of like I, I just don't get it. It's more like, I don't understand this. That's right. That's right. You know? But. <laughs> okay. This is Tori Mercer and Lies and Lipstick.
back with Tori Mercer, uh, and I, I want to thank you for being here. That I mean, you short, shared uh, three tracks with us. Thank you. And yeah, it's got, been fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you were able to, to to come over here. I know you had a short time here in Nashville. I did. But we're glad you came for sure. And this is actually a perfect way to close my trip because I'm flying out tomorrow back to California. So it's nice. been very fun being here. I learned a lot out here, so I'm very grateful. And you probably bumped into a bunch of songwriters and you didn't even yes. realize it. No, I'm, I mean, I'm sure. And I bumped into some knowing it, you right, know, exactly. So it was very cool. I love awesome. like, cause the songwriter singer songwriter thing is, I mean, they're, they exist in LA, but they're so concentrated here. So it was just cool to see it so valued and to see so many singer songwriters out here right. because I have that element of myself. So mm -hmm. I just loved it, you know? Yeah. yeah. So do we have more music coming out? Are you working on some stuff now? Yes, actually I am in the process of finishing a seven song EP. The three songs that you just heard will be on that EP. So those will be there. Um, and they're on iTunes right now, but I'm going to be re-releasing them with the seven song EP. It's called exhale. And there's going to be three brand new tracks that no one's heard. And then there's the four that I have out right now and they'll be all together under a seven song. If you're one of those golden ears out there listening to the podcast, that's my dog. <laughs> groaning Doggies and groaning, doing groaning. crazy stuff. Love it. He, I swear he's been on every, every single podcast in one way, shape, or form. <laughs> Making noise, scratching, well, you know, doing something crazy. Life of the party, I guess. So how do we catch up with you? Where do we find out more about Tori? Yes. Um, well, you can go to my website. That's the first thing. And that's, do you want me to yes, yes. I spell tell it us, all out? Yeah, tell us. Uh, well, Perfect. Tori, yeah. It's ToriMercer.com. would need to spell Tori, I think. Because there's so many spellings. That's yes. why I do I would it. think T-O-R-I. Right, but a it's lot not of people, that. Yeah. So my the way you spell my name is T-O-R-R-E-Y. And then the last name is M-E-R-C-E-R. -E -E and go. so that's ToriMercer.com, Facebook.com slash ToriMercer, Twitter.com slash ToriMercer, same Instagram, all of it's nice. the same. So it's nice and easy. <laughs> Do you find that you're able to communicate with uh, your fans much easier with social versus the website? I mean... I like to use both, honestly. I have a mailing list of about 400 people, and nice. then I have social media of a good, a good amount. And I think it's really, I think social media is good for engaging new fans and to for attracting people nice. to what you do That's, and your brand. Yeah. And then your mailing list is like your real people. They're the people who are they're loyal the people to who you. Are ready. They're That's willing to come out give, to a show, right, even if you get it short notice on a Monday and, night. Yep, yeah. those are your people, you know? <laughs> those and that, are your guys. So that's how I like to keep it, really. Yeah, you know, being a metal fan, I know a lot of local metal bands and stuff like that. And metal is, uh, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a breed into its own, and we oh, have to, we have to support sure. each other a lot of times, Definitely. especially in Nashville, because I actually have a good friend who is uh, now a metal artist, which right. is cool. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, you got to support each other. So those those critical key folks that always show up to a show are, are right. the best people in the right. world. <laughs> exactly, and I mean, you have to, your numbers have to start somewhere, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So. Well, we thank you so much for being here. You know, thank you we, for having me. If, if you will keep us up to date on what you're doing, next time you come to Nashville, will let me do. know. We I'd love to, I'd love to play come. some tracks, uh, uh, you know, in future shows Definitely. for you, and let people know what you got coming out, that kind of thing. So please let us know. Perfect. Will do. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Tori Mercer. Well, that's the show, folks. Thank you so much for listening to the Nashville Rocks podcast. If you're an artist 
band or musician out there who wants to be on the show, feel free to give me an email at info at NashvilleRocks.com. We'll do see what we can do about getting you on the show or at least getting you on the website. Uh, all you folks who are out there listening to the show, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your download. I really appreciate it. And I want to beg of you one more thing. If you would go to iTunes and leave us a review, that would be fantastic. It really helps us stay up in the rankings. And right now we have zero reviews. I know I have listeners. Get out there and review the show on iTunes, please. Um, thank you so much once again. Share this. You know, go to the website. There's plenty of sharing tools there. Let people know. If you know of an artist that should be on the show, send them our way. You can also email me at info at NashvilleRocks.com with that kind of information. But thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your download. We will see you next time when my special guest will be Brittany McLam. That's right, we're going country in the next episode of the Nashville Rocks podcast. Goodbye, and God bless. <laughs>